Hey guys, <clears throat> what's going on? I am on the road back to work for my final day. I've got a few days off. We'll see if I'll do a podcast when I'm gone. When I'm gone for this, but I'm gone until next Thursday. Ugh, so this is Thursday today. I'll be working. I will be working next Thursday. So every other day between now and then is off. So we'll see what happens. Um, yesterday we talked about standards. I, I think it's. There's always something to add about standards and how they're flexible, how they're rigid, how they're whatnot and so forth. I think the big thing you got to take away is it's very difficult to regain standards when you've lost them. If you walk in looking sloppy, all these different things, they've already lost respect for you. That's one thing. But if you've let five things go and you're getting the wrong call, you could literally lose the game within five minutes. So it's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, that's the big thing. Um, but I am driving through really probably dangerous snow. It's like, there's been a lot of temperature fluctuations in the last 24 hours or 48. We had a blizzard a couple days ago. It was really warm and like 40 degrees and rainy yesterday. So all, a lot of it melted and now it's snowing again. So basically we have a lot of ice, a lot of slick down. I'm just going to hit the brakes so I can see how my car's responding. Um... Yeah, a lot of shit. A lot of shit going on. Um, so it's white and gray and lovely and beautiful. Driving through the western New York countryside and loving everything about it. Um, so, one thing I wanted to talk to you a little bit about is I wanted to talk to you about... Um, I, I think it's... Fuck, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Um, I want to talk about areas of competency. Now, there's a ton of areas of competency. Like the, I'm sure USA Rugby has a, this whole spreadsheet of things that are going on and stuff like that. But I think what I did was I, I looked at the two areas that I struggled with were breakdown and scrubs not saying that I was incredibly proficient at everything else. I'm just saying that those are the two areas that were markedly not overly proficient at. And now I'm a, I'm a big fan of doubling down on what you're good at and um, really emphasizing that skill set and not trying to be, you know, I mean, obviously you have to be proficient at everything, but you're not going to, a fish is not going to excel at climbing trees. A fish is going to excel at swimming. So we work with what we have. So I kind of picked one that I think related to me better that I could understand and break down and I selected the tackle area now I am by no means any expert in this I, I do like to talk about it to like to think about it I even like to argue about it sometimes um, crazy me so going into the tackle area it, this is a really tough topic, and I'm sure that I'll get probably do this more than just one full episode. Um, what I want you guys to realize is that every tackle situation is differently. It just works differently. Remember when I used to coach, I coached these girls, and I said, look, rucks are different. I'm teaching you the basic way to clean somebody out because guess what? You're going to go into a 1,000 rucks in practice, and in the game, you'll, the first ruck will be different. You just have to understand the basic concepts of it. So if you understand the precepts and the concepts of it, and you can go there, then that's very important. Very, very important. Um, 
that's my overall basic thing about breakdowns. You have the basic tenets in place. You understand that you are inflexible in a couple different areas. The rest you can look at the overall player effort and see what's going on. Um, with the tackle area, you have to look at intent. What is their intent? Is their intent to kill to give ball or to just not do anything? And your job is really to nudge them in the right direction using penalties, using management, using different things like that. Um, so going into a tackle area, first off, you have to get to the breakdown. Okay, if you are, if the ball is tackled, 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, you are missing the first offense. You are missing it, and that's the important one. Okay, I cannot count how many games I have seen referees that are fit, but are a bit too slow, a bit off their heels, hanging out on their heels, that they um, can't get there quick enough and can't diagnose it quickly. So I... I struggle with this. And then there's other, plenty of other referees who are not fit enough to get there quickly. They see the fifth you know, infringement, which is the cause of this one, 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 which is the original penalty. Um, and by that time, it's just retaliation. And you're not getting anything. You're just getting a snapshot of what happened at that moment. You're not getting any of the original causes. So the point is, you want to get there and get the original cause. Now, this is very important just to be there. You've got to be there. You've got to be within five meters of the ball. In sevens, you can stretch it a little bit because there's not as many bodies lying around. But in 15s rugby, there are so many bodies lying around. You've got to get there and be there. You can get in and get out, you know, once you clear it up. But for the first, I'd say one second, two seconds, it's very vital that you are there. And literally looking over the ball. I don't know how care how tall you are, but the breakdowns are usually shorter than a standing person. So get there, be there, be present. Um, the first thing, the first question you have to ask yourself is, has there been a tackle? Now, what is a tackle is the next question. You know, there's all these different questions. What is a tackle? Ball carrier brought to ground by an opponent and held to ground. Okay. Makes sense. Do we all, do everybody, I hope everybody understands that at least. I mean, this is kind of one of those basic things we all are like, oh yeah, it was a tackle, but it's like, Okay, has he been held to ground? Okay, now I view held to ground, and again, this is where the, the pundits come out and will tear me to pieces, but I view the pundits as a, you have kept them from getting back up. Okay, is he grabbing his shoelaces, his knee touched the ground, is that a tackle? Not really. He's gonna get back up and you know do that, but unless he's, you know, unless, if he's really tackled him and both knees have hit the ground, and he's still hanging on to him, that's a tackle. You know, does everyone understand that? I, ho I hope that's relatively clear, as mud. Excuse me. Um, but I just want you all to look at that and be like, okay, this makes sense. Um, so there has, if there has been a tackle in the field of play, okay, tackle in the field of play, um, the next thing that must happen is the ball, the tackler must release. Now, if he's hanging on by his bootstraps, it's not really that important that he releases because he's not really impeding anything. Okay, if he's hanging away from the ball, he's not over the breakdown, he's not really, you know, doing anything. He's just kind of hanging out and being like, okay, I'm making sure he's tackled. Make sure, ensure that he is moving away and not impeding the placement of the ball. If it's a ball and all tackle, he's got to release. It's got to be a clear release 
and this is the only thing that I will really say is rigid, he's got to have a clear release up to your standards. And this is one of the best statement penalties you can ever have. Because if you look at them and say, hey, that's not good enough, guess what? There is no downside to clear, uh, clear release of the ball. The ball comes out. It is more fluid. He, you know, the, the, the game flows better. It looks better. The ball comes out quickly, which is awesome. There's very little downside to a clear tackler release of the ball. Like, little to none. Like, I, I, I say this and I make the checklist of, like, one through six or whatever it is for the tackle area. And one is very clearly, clearly, or has a tackle happened. And two is very clearly, has there been a clear release of the ball? Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go straight to jail. Bang. You know. Um, so has there been a clear release of the ball? Now, this is the tricky part. The next part is, once you get that in place, that there has been a clear release of the ball, that everybody's hands who were on it when he was tackled have been let go. Even for a split second, if they've let it go, we can play on. We can move forward. Um, Now, the tricky thing about this is now it's an open contest. Okay, The ball has been released even for half a second. <clears throat> the clean-out is coming, the poachers are coming, all this different war of two sides, you know. If you can freeze it right there, the ball is clear for whatever time. Tackler must then place the ball, or must be make, make the vault ball available to be placed. Okay, so the ball has been made available, now he's actually got to do something with it. Now, if he, if he tries to, like, you know, roll over and ground a try, then that's his prerogative. He just can't place it backwards. He gets one movement or one direction to go, really. Uh, if he's trying to roll forward after this point, when they've all released and they're going that, you might consider, a, a, you know, it's a, it's, you're crawling forward. You're moving forward. You're, you, you have to place the ball. You're hanging onto it. Um, this is the contest area. This is where you want an open and consistent contest throughout the game. Now, usually what is happening is the defenders are going in with their not supporting their own body weight, fully supported, fully ready to roll. Um, Their hands are on the ball from the defender's try line side. That was confusing, but they have to enter. Now they all have to enter through the gate, same as everywhere else. So if there's a tackler assist, which means they have hands on the ball, when the tackler is being brought down, guess what? They still have to release. They still have to let go of the ball for half a second and then go back in. Okay? Does that make That's you know, I know I'm getting tricky here, but basically, for a split second, there has to be no hands on the ball, and then they are allowed to go for it. Okay? Guy is tackled. The ball is fair game. They're going to go into their position. They're going to get hands on the ball. Now, here's the tricky part. <clears throat> This is what I look for. They have to survive the clean-out. Okay. Now, this is, this is where number sevens will sit there and argue with you all day. Well, sir, I was there. I had hands on the ball. Blah, blah, blah. Holding on, holding on, holding on. And they scream for this call all the freaking time. And it really annoys the hell out of me. And I just do my best to not respond at all. Like, literally don't even, like, blink. Just, you know, but just give them that blank stare and let play carry on. Because they can bitch about it all they want. It's just it's your call. Um, 
So as long as they are there in good potty position, not hands on the ground, not you know supporting their own body weight by their legs, um, I'm content to let them struggle for the ball. Clean out comes in. Must be a safe clean out. Okay, shoulders above hips, going in cleanly. This is where penalties of aggression often occur, and it's a very dangerous part of the game. You got bodies flying in pretty fast. Okay, so make sure it's clean contact. Make sure it's not on the back of their neck. Um, if they're going to do a barrel roll, which I believe are still legal. I'm, again, I'm terrible at that aspect of it. Um, make sure they're not on the neck doing it. They can do it on the body, and they can do that cleanly. Um, and guys, tell me if I'm wrong. If there's any other referees listening to this, just tell me if I'm wrong or there's, there's legal um, aspects that I'm mucking up. Percy, I rely on you, sir. Um, Make sure the contact is clean. It's a fair contest. Now, what's going to happen is it's going to push over or it's going to stay upright or whatever. The general rule of thumb that I've got for the um, how much time they need, they need more than a second but less than four. One, one thousand, two, one thousand. At a high-speed game... That's fair. That's enough time to secure the ball and to realize that they've survived the clean-out because what's the, defense, what's the attack going to do? Pour five more guys in and break the guys back. You know, It's, it's going to happen or push them over. So he's secured enough of a contest. Depending on the speed of the game, that's kind of the, the question. Um, but um, I think that's enough time to be like, okay, that's a reasonable amount. They're over the ball. They've got good body position. And then you go, and then you award the – you either – let it breathe for a second and allow them to steal the ball or they go for the penalty or they take the penalty. Now, oh man, there's so many different things that can happen here. Um, I think the main thing is if you have a fair contest, that's good. I remember one time I was refereeing a game and this guy threw himself on the other side of the ball or ended up on the other side of the ball. So the ball, the tackler happened. Defender came in from the side, or not really the side. He wasn't even a part of the tackle. But ended up in a position that stopped the defenders from coming through and cleaning out the uh, the tackle area. They, they saw the attackers, the attackers' teammates, from coming out and cleaning out the tackle and giving them clean ball. So basically, what ended up happening was there was a good one-second delay where the captain of the defending team was able to get on top of the ball and sit there and scream at me and scream at me and scream at me that he had the ball and what looked like his direct to the ball, but I diagnosed it that this guy had stopped the, the, the clean-out. He'd thrown himself on the other side of the ball and stopped the clean-out from getting there. Just for, even for a second. That's enough time to get a really great body position and secure yourself. Um, so I penalized the defending team. And the captain stands up with the ball in his hands and he's like, what the... Are you, what, you know, what are you talking about? You know, he didn't swear at me, but he was very angry, obviously, because um, he thought he had rights to the ball. He's like, what are you talking about? I have rights over the ball. And I said, I'm not penalizing you. I'm penalizing your number four over here who's lying on the other side of the ball and stopping the clean out. You know, and all of a sudden, his anger went from at me to looking at his teammate being like, what the heck is wrong with you? And he swore at him, and I don't really care about that. Um, you know, and... Um, but he accepted it, and he looked at it at me, and he was like, oh, fair enough. And because I was clear and concise with my explanation, and I knew what I was talking about, um, which is really important, um, 
uh, I was able to kind of work through it and, you know, different things. But as long as you can explain things to them, um, it is incredibly helpful because if you can explain things to players when their blood is up, man, you can explain it to anybody. And you have to, this is where wording it down and breaking it down is very helpful because you have to be concise with what you're saying. You can't just be like, well, I kind of saw this at some time. No, you need five words, you know, not you, him, you know, stuff like that that really gets through them and is clear. This is very especially helpful when some guys go in and are just doing it slightly wrong. They have wrong body position or they're coming from the wrong side or whatever. This is a great management point where you can look at them and be like, hey, dude, um, sorry, my mechanic called me there. Um, great angle of attack, dude, great angle of attack, love it. Um, just shoulders above your hips because you're falling over. Or something like that. And you can do that in downtime, not around a penalty. And they're like, oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. And it's like, okay, moving on. Um, because then you've just done that tiny little correct work to improve the game going forward. You're not going to make the same mistakes. They're not going to sit there and be like, what the fuck did I do wrong? So, Because their coach might be teaching them wrong. So, hey, i got to go to work. I'll see you guys in 12 hours. Hello again. Um, this is Tim. Back talking about... Uh, we talked about standards last night. We are talking about um, the tackle process. Oh, yes, the fun stuff. Um, well, I know a lot of people don't think this is the fun stuff. This is actually the part that is the challenging stuff that makes it exciting to referee games and to go at it with logic and to be like, hey... No, this is not an emotional thing. You didn't roll away. Um, so what I probably ended up saying was, damn it, I, I always try to find time to do that, but I get in the car and it's like, hey, we're off. So um, I'm going home. It's been a too long ass day, 12 hours. And I had some good people today. I think the thing with me is I need to be challenged and I need to be, you know, have some debate in there. And so I... Uh, a couple things, had a really, some really good haircuts, had some good people that I could, you know, disagree with in a good way, because a lot of people don't like disagreements, um, which made me, reminds me of a good point. Um, it's not your fault that you're penalizing these people. It's not their fault that they're penalizing, well, it is their fault, but the thing is, you, <clears throat> when someone screws up, Sometimes it's accidental. Sometimes they're just in the wrong place at the wrong time and they're doing the wrong thing. Like, for example, someone can get caught on the wrong side of the ruck, but it depends on what they're doing then. It's not immediately, hey, you're on the wrong side of the ruck, penalty. If someone's lying there and they make eye contact with you and you're like, stay there, don't move, the scrum half can bitch all they want, and, but if you've decided to say, hey, let's play on, play will continue, you know? And if that guy lies there and doesn't interfere, you have to look at the intent of that. You know, if they're lying there repeatedly, second time, they put themselves there. You know, it becomes a trend. If it becomes a habit, it's like, hey, enough of this. Get out. You know, but the first time, if it's non-intentional, if you judge it as unintentional, you have the right to make any call you want. You know, the best part, though, is when they actually are in the wrong spot and then they um, they try to like wiggle and like wave their arms which they think uh, for some reason um, people think that that means um, 
they're trying to get out of the way, which is not bad at all. Um, the point I'm trying to make is um, it's up to you. It is perfectly within your scope of judgment to make that call and to decide what's going to happen. Um, I remember one game, it was a sevens tournament, very high level, and these guys were not professionals, but they knew what they were doing very, very much. And at sevens, the thing about sevens is that everything is cut down, and it's, very, it's a great place to learn because it's happening. Well, it's not a great place to learn, but it's a great place to fine-tune your skill set because there are a lot fewer bodies lying around. For example, if you want to watch sevens and really learn from their tackle process, it's lightning quick. It's so quick because there's so few people, it's all speed, 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 speed. Um, so the big calls and the no calls are even bigger because they're just, they're, that's what they do. They, they, have the, they have to make the big calls. Um, so I remember this one where I was refereeing this game and this guy got, was on the wrong side of the ball. And in sevens, it's 90%, I'd say, is the penalty's blown up quickly, the ball's taken quickly, and we're off. Again, it's all sacrifice to speed. So, I penalize this guy. He's lying there, sir, I'm getting out, I'm getting out! No, you're not, bang! You know, I didn't say no, you're not, but I just penalized him, you know, not rolling away, quick tap's gone, and we're away. Team scores a try, whatever. Lining up for the kick, it's halftime, whatever, I can't remember. But the player comes up to me and says, sir, how do you expect me to get out of there? And this is the point I'm trying to make, if you remember one thing out of this whole thing. And he looks at me and he says, sir, how did you expect me to get out of there? And I looked at him, and without any hesitation, I just said, it's not my problem. And the best part was, he didn't get pissed off. It's not my problem, it's not our problem, what they're doing. It's our problem that if we judged it incorrectly. But if you put yourself in that situation, and I've already made a clear demonstration that I'm not allowing that, it's up to you. It's your choice to put yourself there. I will always remember, so basically what, what I'm doing by saying that is I'm putting the onus back on the player to say, it's up to you where you're putting yourself. It's up to you how you're tackling. Every high tackle is a lazy tackle. Everyone, unless they're being malicious and they're trying to hurt somebody. Every high tackle is just laziness. They're just doing it because they can, and they're, they're sloppy, and they're, they're, you know, angry or tired or whatever. The best players in the world, they rarely have high tackles. And if they do, it's because the, the tackle is not a straightforward tackle, you know. Every, every you know, shoulder charge, it's laziness. It's something goes wrong and something snaps, and it's the wrong thing. So we have to look at it and totally remove ourselves from the situation and just say, look, that's not rugby. The, the, and we almost have to like really crawl inside their heads and be like, all right, what are they trying to do here? Are they trying to slow the game down for that half a second? Because a half a second is a long time in sevens. So going through the tackle process, sorry, I got sidetracked there. Um, has there been a tackle? Has there been a clear release of the ball? by the tackle player or the tackler assists. Have their grabby paws been off the ball? Do not pass go, do not collect $200, go directly to jail if you do not. Bang, bang, wham, bam. They will understand that very clearly. I need a bigger release. I'm not seeing your hands off the ball, done. Um, then there's a fair contest over the ball. 
You have to diagnose if the contest is being allowed and done legally. Remember, the game is built on fluidity and it is built on people staying on their feet. So if one of those two things is not happening, guess what? You got a penalty right there. Oh, the defending player going for the ball, lost their feet. Leave it now. They don't leave it. Their hands are still on the ball. They lost their feet. We're done. Go away. That's it. You're removing things that are not rugby. They're off their feet. They're not playing the game. The clean-out is in a dangerous position. The clean-out goes down, and he just goes shoulder below hips, just playing absolutely crashing. No attempt to regain it. It's just dangerous play. If you want, that could be a yellow card, depending on the situation. So it's your job to obtain a safe and fair um, contest, which is great. You want to look at angles, obviously. You want to look at people coming in from the angle, from different angles. And that's where you need to be just like, okay, I need to be aware of this. Um, then check your offsides. I mean, there's obviously like so many things that go into that fair contest. But at the same time, those are the things you need to set up in order to be successful. You want to set yourself up for success. Has there been a tackle? You know. Has there been a tackle? Has there been a clear release? If there's not been a clear release, I need you to penalize it. I really just do. It's one of those things that I, I just... If it's not been good enough for you, it's not been good enough. Don't make excuses. Don't say, well, it was kind of good enough. No. Nope, nope, nope. It was not. So if you could penalize that, that would be great. Because that makes everybody happy and it makes the game flow so much more. And it's just a lot more fun when those people get their grubby paws off the ball for a clear release. And then the contest is on. Look for the defender to survive the clean-out. If they survive the clean-out for one second to two seconds... Good turnover. Penalty. Tackler's holding onto the ball. And we're off. Now, it's difficult to do. And then after that, you look at the, the approaching angles. You look at you know, the safety of the issue. You look, and then you scan for offsides. You know. By that time, the contest over the ball should be relatively resolved. And then get everybody back. You know. Basically... Has there been a tackle? I mean, I remember this from Matty O'Brien. Gave a, a seminar in, in sevens. He was like, has there been a tackle? Anything going on? Is everyone on sides? Break it down simply. You know, the, that, that phrase that I said the other day. You know, slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. Break it down in your mind so that you watch a game. Pause the game on YouTube. Pause the game and say, hey, shit down the road, Tim. Um, pause the game of the tackle. The tackle has occurred. Who's the clean-out player? What's going on here? Where am I? Where do I want to approach the angle from? Bang. From there, who's the sixth? That who's the player I want to watch out? Six is coming in from this side. He's going to be the tackler assist or the, you know, guy who's trying to get on the ball right away. Make sure his hands aren't on the ball until there's been a tackle. Bang. Good timing. Clean-out's coming. Clean-out is good. Clear. Scan for offsides. You know, just pause it and pause it and pause it and play it and pause it as you continue. And if you can do that, it's just so smooth. And you just get the habit of it and, you know, slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. Get it right. Get it right the first time. And 
guys, you will muck this up. You will get it wrong. But if you're, again, if you're trying, if you're really trying to get it right, it's awesome and it works so well. So, um, yeah. Any other tackle areas? The more you do it, the better off you are. Really, that's going to be it, guys. So, um, I am going to sign off. You guys don't need another 15 minutes of me waffling. So I'm going to uh, go and uh, hang out with my wife and a couple of our friends. So You guys have a great night. I, uh, I don't know if I'll be back on tomorrow, but I will uh, chat with you guys later. Thanks for listening to the, um, the tackle process. And, um, yeah, remember, you're the 31st person on the field, not the first. <laughs>